Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, a big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, January 21st, 2022. Uh, today we're reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 161. The first paragraph, it begins, now this house will hardly accommodate. And Pete's going to read uh, just the one paragraph only and comment on that. So today's readers are, we've got Tenzin P on the 12 Steps and Davlin E on the 12 Traditions. And the readers of the text, we have Pete, we got Lindsay W and Chris M. The, uh, I'll give you the share ID for yesterday, which was Thursday, January 20th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. That number is 18,433. That's 18433. And then for the 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time meeting, 18,435. That's 18435. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope, they are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, and that purpose is to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people uh, who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So at this point, Tenzin P, would you be good enough to read the 12 steps? Good morning. Mm, I'd be so happy to. This is Tenzin P, checking in from New York City. So grateful to be here. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue, continue to take, 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much, Larry and everyone. Oh, thank you, Tenzin. Okay, Davlin E., now we'd ask uh, if you would read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Good morning, Larry and everyone on the line. My name is Davlin E., and I'm a compulsive eater living gratefully and joyfully in recovery in snowy Manitoba, Canada. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each person has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Davlin. Okay, you guys, here's how this meeting works. At least how it's supposed to work. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers it's six months, and there is absolutely no abstinence requirement for sharing a topic. Uh, this meeting does, not, uh, does rather request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then of course, mute your phone again by pressing star one. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. 
So today we're, we're, we're back in the big book, of course. We're on page 161, the first paragraph. It begins, now this house will hardly accommodate. And Pete's going to uh, comment, read and comment on the one paragraph only. Brother Pete, good morning. Good, good morning, Larry. Thanks for taking the meeting. Thanks for uh, being in service. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. Here we go. Now, this house will hardly accommodate its weekly visitors, for they number 60 or 80 as a rule. Alcoholics are being attracted from far and near. From surrounding towns, families drive long distances to be present. A community 30 miles away has 15 fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. Being a large place, we think that someday its fellowship will number many hundreds. And there's an asterisk, and the asterisk says it was written in 1939. So, yeah, you know, um, now as we read this chapter and we talk about the early days of uh, the fellowship, the growth of the fellowship, it really is remarkable from, you know, in, in the short period of time from from where it was and where it started to where it is today. I've heard it said, I don't know if it's factual, but I heard it in a meeting by, you know, another sick and suffering, you know, alcoholic and peripheral reader, that the 12-step recovery, you know, movement is, is, is perhaps the largest spiritual movement in the history of the world, right? Like, it's like, like you know, from, from the growth and how quickly it grew, and it really is remarkable. But if you think about, our roots and where it came from and where the founders came from early on, you know, the, the, the meetings that Dr. Bob and, and, and the early fellows, they were attending Oxford meeting. Again, historians can correct me, but it would, I would just assume like if there was no fellowship, we're just creating it and they're having a meeting, they're going to Oxford meetings because Bill, both Bill and Bob were long-term members of the Oxford groups and the Oxford groups, the Oxford movement, at one time, if you think about it as a percentage of the society, was larger than Alcoholics Anonymous is or was, right? Like this was, this was a, a massive group of people that were doing what, you know, supposedly Alcoholics Anonymous were, were doing and, and, and some other things. And, you know, uh, that, when was that organization, as large as it was, perished? And we're left today with Alcoholics Anonymous, right? So, so I always like to try to remember that when, when, when I hear the reliance on the fellowship, the dependence upon the fellows, the, 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 you know, the significant, it's all significant. It's all super, super fantastic. But at the end of the day, should something happen? Should the line go down? Should, should you know, the meetings close? We're shut in with no... Co- I still have the worst condition on the face of the earth. I still have a disease that no human power can relieve. I still have a disease that no new code of morals or better philosophy of life will address. Right. I still have all of these things, regardless of who's with me or who's not with me. Right. So my reliance, my dependence, my foundation must be based in something far greater than this group or organization of individuals. 
right? It continues, right, in the next paragraph, it continues to, to, to emphasize where our reliance must be, right? These fellowships, these organizations are a place where we come to carry the message to the next sick and suffering compulsive overeater. Whether it's here or not, I have this condition, right, that must be resolved, that must be solved, and, that's, and, and, and it's solved by having this, this relationship with the God of my understanding. I, I doesn't need to be watered down or, or it doesn't need to be, be, be made to sound more palatable and more attractive by, you know, claiming of what it is or what it isn't. It is what it is. It is a group of individuals. You know, we talk about power. We talk about being powerless. I don't understand if the book says that if, 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 if our literature says that lack of power is our dilemma, and if it says that no human power can restore us to sanity and everybody in the organization is claiming to be powerless, where does the power come from? If everybody's powerless, right? That's why it says there, there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. Now, if I'm reading something incorrectly, if I'm getting this wrong, Look, you look me up on the directory. You could press star one right now and interrupt me and let me know where I'm getting it wrong. But my assessment of what we read in this book always directs me back to the one that has all power, because that is, in fact, where, I, where my recovery must get its power, must get its source from. I may have gone over a couple seconds, but with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Larry. No, it's all good. It's all good, Pete. Thanks so much for getting us started. And so we're going to transition to uh, for you to have the opportunity to share. You know, part of sharing is sharing time. So although we uh, we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share as well. So if you give me your first name and last initial, we'll get it get it moving here. Janet Charles Rachel Bay. Anita Janet Bar- Rachel Bar- Anita Linda Charles H. I got to talk loud. (laughs) Whoops, that's me. That's me. Sorry. All right. Let me tell you who I got so far because, man, I'm slow on the uptake. I got a thick skull here and my ears don't work so good. Okay. I I heard Janet. I heard Rachel, Anita, Barbara, Charles. Uh, I know I left someone out. Patricia P. What was it? Say it again. Patricia P. Patricia. One more then. Vasa. Okay, and I, I do. Okay, Claire, we'll stop with that, and um, and I do apologize. Please, uh, you can call me with a ten step. <laughs> My apologies. So I got Janet, Rachel, Anita, Barbara, Charles, Patricia, Vasa, Claire, and Janet. Let's get it moving here. Good morning. Yes. Good morning to you. I'm still laughing. Oh, Janet. Um, that's okay. You know who I am. Um, Janice P.M. Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Massachusetts. Yeah. See the excitement here? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, we do have to speak loud so we can get in, but but that's the excitement, you know. Um, anyway, this this paragraph, I mean, yes, it's, it, it, it's what it says to me is there's so much hope for us here today. We learn from our history, and it was so eloquently said, how it started. But the hope for us is that, imagine, this, this, what does it say, that that house hardly accommodated, but 
now, now, now I can say this meeting, this group accommodates every day numbers, 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 numbers in the thousands. Imagine how this, this fellowship has grown through the divine increase. Because God only, my divine inspiration is, is called God. He's the only one that does the increase through the people. That's, that's uh, you know, Bill didn't do this. Bob didn't do this. Silkworth did his job. But behind those people was a higher power, like it was said. Because how did that happen? Well, God used us, used each one of us, used Silkworth, used Bill, used uh, the first pioneers of this group in 2012. Um, to start this group. I mean, that is divinely inspired. And look at what it is today. So, but, but how did it grow? It grew by attraction. What was the attraction? For me, it was when I, you know, listened to the, the pioneers of this group, you know, they were recovered. They had a message. They had a message of that they were spiritual. They had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. This is what this group, this is what we do. And they were recovered as I am today from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And this produced in me and those others a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. That was the attraction that I heard. My God, my, my ears went up, you know. Um, I drank some poison from, a, from another group and then finally put the poison down and came along with this vision for you, maybe a few months later. But I heard, I heard recovery and I heard that families were reunited, both then in 1939 and now. And you know, God uses us. He uses each one of us to spread this message. And we do that here in A Vision for You. And imagine my home. I don't even have to go out. I use the phone every day, you know, um, where they didn't just have a gentle this. reminder. And it was very gentle. So I just want to say <laughs> that this is not Bill's vision. It's God's vision, God's prophecy. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thanks, Janice. I just want to make sure there wasn't a Janet as well. Was there a Janet? Because if there was, she's going to say, yep, here I am. Okay, maybe I didn't hear that. So let's go. So I got just quickly, Rachel, Anita, Barbara, Charles, Patricia, Vasa, Claire, and Linda D. Next up, Rachel, your turn. Hi, Larry. This is Rachel Kay in Northern California, and it was wonderful to see your thick skull on the birthday party, your beautiful <laughs> thick skull. It just fell sick. Anyway, thanks for calling on me. Yeah, um, in this uh, reading, the, th the word that stuck out to me was attracted. Um, so I'm going to talk about tradition 11. So everybody go hit the snooze button because people do that when you hear the word tradition. But, you know, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. And I have to remember that, you know, the traditions are about me personally as well. It's not just like a group thing and it's not just something I can go, oh, it's a traditions meeting. I can, you know, I can take a nap. Um, because my 
my policy, my policy for carrying the message has to be about attraction rather than promotion. And I need to, and it's, it's all about humility for me, um, that, that, you know, my thing can't be, well, you, you know, you can't recover unless, um, it has to be, well, I don't know, you know, this is what worked for me by the grace of God. God, you know, delivered me from the hell. Um, and that is not hyperbole. I mean, it was hell. I'm a low bottom uh, compulsive overeater, guys. I am a, you know, get fired from jobs, um, go get food from out of the dumpster after I've thrown it away, compulsive overeater, you know, ignore all my friends, isolate compulsive overeater. God delivered me from that hell. Um, so I, I know what will work for me, or I know what works for me and what works for me on a daily basis. Cause every day I, I wake up unrecovered and I have to, you know, re-recover every day. So I know what works for me. I don't know what will work for you. And I have to remember that when I'm carrying the message and the miracle of this program of this fellowship is that's enough. I don't have to, it doesn't say. Um, and they recruited alcoholics from all over the place and they came and they, you know, and they did, they, you know, hired a PR guy who was great and they recruited all these people. No, because they had this spirit from within, because they had this miracle that they had found that God had rescued them, they attracted. Now, of course, they carried the message. The compulsive overeaters who still suffer. You know, that's the story of AA. They, you know, did find still suffering um, alcoholics. Um, and, you know, I absolutely can do outreach, but I don't have to. There's a difference between outreach and promoting and saying, um, you know, you've got to recover this way. You know, this is what works for me. I am happy to share my experience, but I have to be very mindful um, because I am not perfect in this way, that I have to be very mindful and say, this is what worked for me and and not invest myself in, um, in uh, promoting and saying, well, you, you got to do this. Or even, you know, we Oh, thank you. I can be sneaky and say, you know, we, we, we. No, it's it's me. Um, this is what God did for me. Isn't that amazing? And hopefully that will attract you if 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 I if I can help you. Um, so thank you so much for for calling me. Everybody have a beautiful, blessed weekend, and I pass. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, next up we have Anita, followed by Barbara. Anita, good morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Anita J, and I'm out in Massachusetts. Um, recovered by the grace of this God we're talking about. You know what? Yes, we're more. Overeaters Anonymous is more than a social gathering. It's not the PTA. It's uh, or whatever other organizations you've ever been part of. I am. Um, when I came in, I was welcomed. When I first walked through the doors, I knew there was no other house. I stopped looking, and I never got the message. And part of it was me, probably most of it, 
but I wasn't really hearing the message. We just got the the social. Even I hosted a dinner once, and we had a jolly time. We had a wonderful time, but we didn't get the message. And that is, you know, that's why just just with no message, it's just another thing. It's just another something. You've got to be carrying this message, and that is what. Um, and and that's what's really wonderful when they say, you know, people vote with their feet, and what that's they they vote with dialing on the phone. If I bother to dial in today, um, I couldn't start the day without it. I mean, Saturdays are difficult, but the thing is, I want to carry the message. And what is that thing they say about attraction, not promotion? And um, and you know, if you if it's necessary. Use words, but I communicate every single day in the way I behave, in the way I, you know, now I'm in this independent living place, the way they see me uh, order my meals. I think they would all faint if one day I ordered dessert. I have a credibility. I used to hate that word, credibility. Now I think, thank you, God, and it's only from him. And um, that's the other thing I just wanted to say is that, you know, when you open the page, the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, what does it say? The very first thing in it is that how, I don't know, hundreds of people, men and women, found God. And that that is, what a wonderful way to find him. And um, what results? There's no way I cannot pass this message on. It's just. It would be that would be the worst thing I could do. So with that, I pass. Oh, thank you, Anita. Okay, we got Barbara followed by Charles and then Patricia. Barbara, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your sense of humor and your constant service. Well, if I'm not serene, I'm hungry. So I lust for serenity, and I got a dose of it on yesterday's meeting. We heard about letting go of intolerance, of connecting with people from all walks of life with opinions vastly different from ours without animosity. And this can all come about because of the miracle that can happen if we open our hearts to a higher power that I don't understand or need to. And we might not literally gather in other people's homes, but isn't it true that that today in 2022, through the power of modern technology that no one would have ever dreamed of back in the 1930s, that we can be connected with fellows and find new friends from all over the world that zoom right into our homes. I've never gone to a meeting where I haven't learned a nugget of truth, something beautiful that I can carry with me to think about and with our higher power to guide us to let me go imperfectly of those characteristics that I know bedeviled me so that I can become the person God wished me to be, a less selfish, self-centered, dishonest, controlling, rageful, manipulative person, 
But in order for that miracle to happen, I was told I must surrender and let God guide me, and I must utilize all the tools and take all the 12s every day, and only then could this miraculous program come true for me, and I could be reborn. I believe without this program, I would surely have gone back to the food that was killing me, and I knew that for certain when a neurologist treating me when I was losing my eyesight due to morbid obesity suggested I have my jaw wired shut. And my first thought was, well, I can still drink a chocolate milkshake through a straw. I finally accepted that I was insane when it came to food. And my life was a mess and I desperately needed a God intervention to guide me. So I'm grateful for the three beautiful meetings I go to every day and the fellowship and to roar. That's recognize, observe, accept, and release me from my negative emotions in a favor of a new set of positive emotions. I just heard that on a Zoom meeting yesterday, and I wanted to share that with you. Thank you so much for, for everything you do. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. All right, we got Charles and then Patricia. Charles, are the Lakers an outside issue? Hey, Charles. <laughs> the Lakers, man, I'll, no cap. I, I ain't got no comment. For the I got prayer for you. Thank you very much, Larry, for your humor. I love your, love your service. And it, and it's genuine. <laughs> I know it is because I know you. You're my brother, and I love you, um, Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. What what the the vision that God has given me, and I thank you for that share that talked about tradition eleven. You know, with the steps is two and ten. That's the that's the thing that that I hear about. But right now, I want to talk about tradition two and tradition eleven. Um, she talked about a, a, a and it talks about in the text that we're reading. It's 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 about attraction. People got attracted to this meeting, you know. Uh, people got attracted. This so that's uh, eleven, but this meeting in particular got started based off a tradition two break. When you put people on a pedestal, they'll try to talk through the whole meeting, the whole meeting. And there's a couple of numbers. I only, I, I'm not name dropping. I'm just keeping it official and real and candid. Um, you know when you name drop and you pedestalize somebody, they're going to fail you because they're human just like I am. You know, and a wise person on this line, maybe a co-founder of this meeting, once told me that God uses broken people like me and you to help broken people like me and you. Uh, no cap. But here's a cap, Alcoholics Anonymous. Here's a cap, fellowship. And, of course, you heard me say this before, that the word fellowship, capital F, has been is 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 in this text in a vision for you eight times out of the 32 times it's in a big book. How do I know? Because I study it with people. Whether they recover or not, that's not my business. Whether you like me or not, that's not my business. I'm here because I'm not all there, right? I'm here in this community. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that tradition too, so I can be here today and I can, you know, I tell, I, I suggest the sponsors, you need to listen to this meeting or, you know, you need to find a new voice. Why? It's attraction. 
It's not promotion. I'm not promoting a vision for you because it's so great. I'm promoting this meeting because it's life-saving. This is about life and death. You know, and people poo-poo on the fellowship and poo-poo on the tools. Try to do the tools without the steps. The phone, tool. The big book, a tool. You know, people, tools, right? And they're the banisters to the steps. I know it sounds corny. I know it sounds cliche, but I don't care because this this beautiful meeting here was formulated based on a tradition tool break. And I talked to that person, and that person talked about religion. There ain't nothing wrong with religion, but, you know, my, my great sponsor in closing said maybe that person needs to set aside what they think they knew for a new experience because if religion works with your food addiction, then what the hell are you doing here? Charles, I'm going to put it on me. What am I doing here? So the religion didn't work, but the simple religious idea, along with the traditions, I think they get poo-pooed on and stepped on. And, and, and I'll say this with Tradition 11 and, and past. I literally went through all the pictures I've posted on Facebook with people and said, hey, I'll take it down because I'm making amends for breaking your tradition. Well, you know, for uh, attracting you or whatever, you know, posting you without your knowledge. And they, most of them were like, yeah, you could, you could keep it up. And some of them was like, put it down. So I'm so grateful for the traditions. I'm so grateful for this fellowship, and that's a cap. But I'm, I'm a finite person, no cap. But together, we make a capital. This is capital, capital recovery. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Charles. Okay, next up, we got Patricia followed by Vasa. Uh, Patricia, good morning. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Thank you, Larry, for uh, a chance to share. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, being a large place, we think that someday its fellowship will number the many hundreds. Uh, well, in a vision for you, I checked this morning, and it's over 10,000. <laughs> so, uh, I was uh, led to a vision meetings from uh, another fellow uh, OA member from another group, and uh, by attraction, that was uh, for me when I uh, first heard the message through vision. The preamble is uh, um, so powerful. <laughs> I, I look forward to hearing that preamble. Um, I've been going in and out of uh, OA for years, uh, I was underweight when I was going, but I knew I had a food problem with my sweets that I was addicted to. Turns out the sugar, wheat, and dairy were also uh, things that I was affected by. And so uh, I'm 72 years old now. It took me about, uh, it was two weeks after that, but I knew I was still seriously bankrupt. So I called the sponsor that you offered, and uh, we've been soulmates ever since. And so, uh, uh, just uh, just uh, remember from the previous day reading, it says they had a host of new friends. It seemed they had known them the stra these strangers always. And I'm sorry if it was my sponsor. They had seen miracles, and one was to come to come to them. And uh, I I got that miracle by taking that four steps that I was afraid to take. And uh, in uh, our in a vision, uh, we have a, a more detailed uh, 
outline of a fourth step uh, that uh, I'm sure other responsible to share with them. Uh, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Patricia. And next up is Vasa, uh, Vasa followed by Claire. Vasa, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive over your come from Port Charlotte, Florida. And I'm just so grateful when I came to the program. I it, It's a program of attraction, not promotion. And I, I heard the good news that uh, if I do what those people that did before I came and to recover, not just from the food addiction and everything in their life, gradually, and, but I needed to surrender to a power greater than myself because what I was doing, it just didn't want, didn't work, you know, and I was ready and willing. I didn't want to die. Number one, I came for the food addiction because they kept, if I kept on doing what I was doing, I'd be dead today. Or I'd be a very, very, very sick woman. So um, I'm grateful for the person that my sponsor that brought me in the program, and I liked what she had. And I was very attracted with the physical because, of course, I was young. I was only 41 years old, and uh, I wanted to look good. It was more about the body image, and then I'm just so grateful. I did come for the physical, but I stayed for the um, – I came for the – I stayed for the sanity. Um, There's a word to say. I almost forgot how to say it. I came for the physical – but I say for the Senate, something like that. But anyways, um, I I remember going to lots of meetings 35 years ago, and I traveled. I traveled, you know, it could be 10 miles. I went to any length, you know, for my recovery. And, uh, and I love now I can be home in my own home. I don't have to travel far, and I can be automatic every single day. And I'm so grateful that I came to the vision for you when it was, and when it started right at the beginning or maybe, you know, within maybe a few months or so. And I was going to big book step study meetings, but maybe like once a week. And now we have a, you know, every day I can call the callback number or the special editions on Sundays. It's such a gift. It's a, it's a gift from my higher power. And I'm grateful for the message that was given to me, and I want to carry the same message to give it to help others. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be here with all of you. And it's not about the physical, all about its physical, emotional, spiritual program. And I was blessed. God gave me right from the beginning. I was ready and willing to surrender with the food. And God gave me that gift that that I was struggling for 25 years of my life. So, but I stayed for the sanity, and I'm just so grateful. Yes, it's wonderful to be thin and to be able to move around, and I can, you know, run today. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably the oldest Gentleman. person now. Thank you very much. I I just keep coming, and I'm learning more and more as I come. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Oh, thank you, Vasa. Okay, next up we have Claire followed by Linda. Claire, good morning. Claire, uh, press star one. Okay, we'll um, 
we'll come back to Claire. We'll give you another opportunity. Linda, Linda D, are you are you available? Hey there. Hi everybody. It's Linda D Hi. from Connecticut. I'm um I'm astounded that I'm uh, I'm recovered, not cured. I'm just astounded. Uh, this disease is so vicious, and um, I think I have to pare down what we're talking about today and make it more understandable to myself. Um, and the thing is this: um, to me, the fellowship is. Um, I'm going to copy a friend of mine in the program. It's a show and tell operation. And what does she mean by that? Well, I've got to demonstrate, uh, and I want to demonstrate what this program has done for me. And what it has done for me has given me the world, my world, and you're part of my world. It is way, way too difficult to navigate in this world, period. But if I have, it's, uh, you know, because it's a mess right now. Uh, maybe it always was. But what I do have is a relationship with God that has been given to me by the kindness of others. The fellowship is like a vessel. And we um, plug into a higher power, God, and discover what that word really means. What that word really means is love, and it's unconditional love, and it's hard to learn, and it's so worthwhile to learn because it gives me the world, and there are things I need to do and things I'm scared to do and things I love to do, and they're all part of it. I can grow. I can change. In about a month, I'll be 78 years old. So what? I can do stuff that I could do when I was a kid. And I want to do it. I want to have fun. I think this is a re remarkable um, experience based on unconditional love, which turns up every day in my life if I turn to it. And the name for that is God. I didn't know that. Or did I care? No. The vessel. I want to be part of this vessel. I want to be a beneficial force in the universe. Love is what draws people to this program and heals them. And I hope to be part of that again today. I'm trying. Thank you. Thank you for being there for me. I pass. Uh, thank you so much, Linda. Okay, I'm going to give one more uh, call out to Claire. I don't, maybe I was, uh, I didn't hear it properly. But Claire, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, can okay. you hear me? Oh, perfect. Yep. I'm going to unmute the last one. Uh, my name's Claire. Uh, I'm E. I'm one of the uh, I'm a subscriber compulsive eater in Cornwall in the UK. Thanks to everybody and some fantastic shares today and for your service, Larry. And, um, yeah, I've been to meetings like this. You know, I've I, um, I got this vision in my head, um, this sort of crammed room when I'm meeting this paragraph of, of people, really excited to be there. And, um, you know, I have been one of these people who's driven a long way. I live in Cornwall in the UK. It's very rural. There's not big meetings. I've driven. I remember driving regularly six miles up to um to to Plymouth to meet. It's also you know I caught a plane to New to do to New York last time there was a vision convention and um I was part of that. You know that was a long way to go. 
and um, and what what made me go, what I wanted, you know, is just the um, the attraction of the atmosphere and the fact that there's a message there, wanting to be part of it, uh, wanting to be part of that movement, and you know, I think I think about this when sort of the lead chair um, was, was going on. For me, when I first came it was it was the people in it, and actually, I think even see people said to me, you know, ten brains are better than one. Um, you know, if I lack power by myself, then these people have a solution for me. And you know what? I think that was okay. I could get my head around that as being a higher power. And from doing that, from being part of that fellowship, I sort of gradually learned that you know, for me, the solution's in steps. I was sponsored through the steps, and my experience has been a very gradual transition, really, to a power that's 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 different from the fellowship. My my higher power is not the fellowship anymore, but there's some important parts of the fellowship that always, you know, I do believe that God speaks to me through people sometimes, and um, I also think with the fellowship um, that the sort of it's the, the total is bigger than the sum of its parts. You know, there's a certain magic dust that comes from a gathering of compulsive very imperfect, powerless, compulsive eaters as a group, as an overeaters group, has a magic of, of something. And um, and for me, that is God in the room. And, um, you know, I really try to carry that into all my dealings with other overeaters. I always try and pray for God just to be in that transaction, in that share, in the sponsorship, in the step five. Um, and I, I do believe that. Um, I think it's, it's there is a little magic dust with us. Um, and also just there's a real transit, you know, there's, there's, there's a real impermanence to the fellowship as well. People come, people go, people let us down, people are very human, people are very frail. And yet the fellowship is very much still there. I, think it's, I love that fellowship with a capital F. It's more of a principle almost than, than, than anything else. So those are my thoughts on that paragraph. And I'm, you know, really grateful to be part of it. I do feel part of this. It's very much... You know, I've met people in the fellowship who um, say my story, and I've never found that anywhere outside of it. We're very lucky to have such a special place to come and bring our our stuff um, and have this support network. Um, you know, thank God it's, it's completely transformed my life. Um, and I'll leave it there. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Claire. Just to let you know we're on page 161, the first paragraph. Let me get out my abacus here, see if I can do the math. How about um, maybe three to four more shares? Who would like to share? Carmela G. Russ, Carmela, Russ. Anybody else? Roz G. Nadia Ross. E. Nadia, Nadia e. okay. Nadia, Nadia, Nadia. Okay, let's go with that. We'll see how far we get. Carmela. Thank you so much. Thank you, Larry, and everyone that's been on the line listening, sharing, just being there. My name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for this day through the grace of my higher power I call God. Um, I was listening to the shares, and I just kept reflecting and looking at the reading again and again and thinking about the calls I've received recently from many people who have relapsed recently, and um the one message that I can tell them, the fellowship is absolutely necessary. We need each other because each other is our society. It reinforces that there is someone else out there that totally understands us because they are living with the same bedevilments as we are. 
And originally, prior to COVID, sometimes I had to travel a distance to get to a good OA face-to-face meeting, a step or a big book. But what I'm finding out as I remain in my home and I'm using the communication system of phone or computer or whatever it is to connect with fellows, the biggest distance I need to travel is from my heart to my head. Because as I said to this young woman who relapsed yesterday, yes, you need to connect with humans to learn and be guided through the steps. But this is an inside-out job. I have defects. I have selfishness, self-centeredness, and they can kick in even though I'm abstinent. My crazy head could make me nuts. I could wake up for no good reason nuts that day, and I have been working the program. That is where I must connect with God, and he allows me to see what it is that's making me so crazy and give it to him and then share with another fellow who maybe experienced the same thing or who has some wisdom through her higher power. And that is what I found in all the years as I journey this program every day, one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Carmela. Okay, Russell, good morning. Followed by Russ. Good morning, Larry. Russ, I'm recovered compulsive overeater uh, outside of Philadelphia. So just reading this paragraph, I think of the fellowship. uh, I understand that God is the only way, and those guys didn't have the steps. It wasn't formulated. It wasn't the way it is now. Having said that, this fellowship walked me to God. The steps walked me to God. The big book walked me to God. The meetings walked me to God. I tried everything. I tried everything. And uh, so, you know, for me, it's all of it because this way of life draws you into God. And that's how you get healed for me. That's how it worked for me. So that's all I wanted to say. It, uh, just what it is. So thank, thank you for letting me share. Oh, thanks, Russ. Okay, Roz, you're up. All by Nadia. Good morning, Larry. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, a longtime member of Overeaters Anonymous, and a longtime Laker fan. And um, I um, I live in Palmdale, which is a whistle top, this whistle stop kind of town. It's a smaller suburb, an hour outside of Los Angeles. I live in the county of Los Angeles, and um, uh, Overeaters Anonymous is very large in, in this city, in uh, San Fernando, you know, um, all those, they have a lot of large meetings there. Uh, and in Palmdale, when I first came, 
I went to a Lutheran church on Avenue J where there were three people. But those three people understood me. I had not a freaking clue of what I was talking about. I came for the vanity and stayed for the sanity to the lady who was wondering. I did the exact same thing. And um, I was upset because I was overweight and I tried everything and nothing worked. And um, those three people listened to me cry and complain about how fat I was and how miserable I was and they and they shook their heads and they understood. And one thing about um, the meetings in, in my town all those years ago is none of them were big book centered. And um, they diminished, they didn't grow. And um, uh, small meetings are great. Uh, I love them because why? Because I get to talk a lot because I have a, a, I'm full of myself and I love to hear myself talk. But one thing I've noticed about large meetings and growing meetings is that they're unselfish and that it, it calls for unselfishness. It calls for me to shut up and listen to the newcomer and listen to other people and allow people to come in, give them a chance to talk and to see the growing recovery. And that's what attracted me. People who sit and complain about the same thing week after week is definitely not going to work. And I've experienced that. Maybe everybody else has too. But coming here and uh, growing meetings that are centered around this book is an attraction to me. And seeing people recover is an attraction to me. And when big book um, people who uh, promoted, if I could say it like that, or maybe that's not the right word, but people who came in, who, who were asked to speak, who had the book in their hands, or this one lady in particular, attracted me because of her serenity, of course, what she looked like, because I'm always judging. I'm getting over that, but I did. And um, uh, that she, she talked about the big book, and that's, it got me to the phone meetings, which eventually got me to um, uh, the vision for you, and then coming to the conventions and meeting everybody, and now Zoom, where I get to be with hundreds of people all every night, making these wonderful friends. This has happened for me. I feel a part of, of this group where I felt a, 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 I felt a part from life. And in Over Me, Overeaters Anonymous, I feel a part of. And I tell you, there's so many people that I have absolutely nothing in common with outside of the fact that we're compulsive overeaters, but I love them so much, and they love me back. And I pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Roz. Nadia, my abacus didn't work. I, I, didn't, I didn't calculate the time very well. Would you be kind enough to, uh, to stay on the line for the second hour? We'd love to hear what you have to say. So my apologies. And uh, I just want to thank everyone who has participated today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study that immediately follows closing. Let me give you the share ID for today's meeting. That number is 18,440. That's 18440. And we're now going to close with the reading from the big book which is on page 164. We're going to follow that up by the serenity prayer. And Lindsay W., would you be kind enough to do that for us? Yes, good morning. This is Lindsay W., compulsive overeater in Houston, Texas. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.